0: Hello and welcome to episode number 19 of Prosperity by the Pint. I am your host, Bryce Carter, certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, certified investment management analyst, and self-proclaimed millennial money expert. This is the podcast where we talk about investing, money, business, and life success all while having a cold beer. This week's beer of choice, I mentioned last week we're going to be doing some Texas beers, is from Deep Elium Uh brewery uh and it is wait a minute yep deep aluminum brewing company and it is their trademark ipa i guess let's have a little drink see here just wanted to remind everybody the quick story behind this is a buddy out of texas big fan gave me a bunch of texas ipas so we're gonna be drinking those this week last week probably the next couple weeks This week, I wanted to talk about student loans. They suck. (laughs) They're crippling the economy. Okay, they're not crippling the economy, but they're slowing things down. So here's the deal. Student loan debts are now greater than credit card debt. So it's about $1.5 trillion is the total amount in student loan debt out there. That's second only to mortgages. Wow, $1.5 trillion. And about one in four Americans is affected by it, either you, your spouse, or your kid, or your co-signer. So the problem is a lot of people are graduating college with a mortgage payment, but no house because the average student loan debt is about $37,000. So that's the average. So that means a whole lot of people are above that number. Those people are paying pretty good amount of interest on those because the interest rate on student loans sucks way more than uh, mortgages, about Actually, about twice as much. So here's the deal. 70% of millennials graduate with debt from college. 15% are unaware of how much they owe. 15% are, on, of, are unaware of how much they owe. Pay attention to your damn finances, people. 11% of student loans are delinquent, which means they're late, you're late on the payment. And 45% of students regret taking out too much in student loans. This is where... Here's the problem is you're giving essentially access to a whole lot of debt to an 18 or 19 year old that has a vague idea of what they want to do for the rest of their life and not a fully developed prefrontal cortex where they don't have to worry about the payments for four or five or six years. Anybody else see the problem with this situation? And then you charge them twice as much interest as what they would pay on something like a mortgage but there's no asset attached to it other than the degree in and of itself which does not earn you income right so do you, do you see the do you see the issue here the average payment in 2016 was $393 a month so $393 a month in 2016 let's just round up say it's 400 bucks now 400 bucks a month that's about 50% of a mortgage taxes and insurance on a $200,000 house Can you believe that about 50% Of the mortgage, taxes, and insurance, on it's probably two hundred is probably a little bit high. About one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars house, and you wonder why the uh, the housing market is not seeing a big, huge influx of millennials. And it's growing. So thirteen years ago, student loan debt the average was about seventeen thousand. Now it's thirty seven thousand. So it's up about twenty thousand dollars over the last thirteen years. This is just mind boggling to me. All right, so listen to this statistic. The average average 18- or 19-year-old has zero hours of personal finance education, and there's basically no restrictions on the federal government loaning them money, which means they don't have to have a credit score for most of the direct student loans. They don't have to report credit. So you're essentially giving them a loan without any ramifications. I got to take a beer break here for a second. Deep Elam. I don't know about this one yet. It's okay. Uh, It is not as good as the beer I had last week, but it's pretty good. I don't know. I'm going to have to try this again. We'll we'll to be determined on that particular beer. So here's the thing is when when you're an undergrad and you're going in for student loans, there's essentially... I mean, there's two basic types. You have public, which are the government student loans, and you have the private student loans. Public student loans, there's quite a few of them, but there's direct loans, which can be either subsidized or unsubsidized. So subsidized ones you don't owe any interest on until you graduate or you're out of deferment, which you may or may not qualify for a, a subsidized loan. An unsubsidized one, the interest starts accumulating right away. But the federal government provides these loans with very, very little Requirements as far as credit score, co signers, a business plan, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Right? So, the basics of the private loans credit checks, co signers, unnecessary. There's flexible uh, payments. There is some loan forgiveness plans, uh, but very, very limited for public service employees. Um, and you can consolidate them after you graduate. We'll get that to that in a minute these direct loans are the main source of of government loans for, for students. Now, the federal government pays the loan, pays the interest rate on the direct subsidized only until you graduate, which which point that it really starts to accumulate interest. Now, there's other types of student loans out there that are that are you know there's plus loans and there's graduate loans and those might require some more uh, some more investment as far as your credit score and cosigners and things like that. But the main thing with it is the direct loans are the 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 biggest portion of the U.S. federal government uh, student loan system. In contrast to the government loans, there is these private loans. So there's a lot of private lenders out there, and and the uh, terms of those loans vary drastically depending on you know your credit score, whether you have a cosigner, what education level you have, could even take into account your your grades and things like that. So the private student loans, are, I mean, the possibilities are quite endless there. But in general, your terms are not going to be as good as the government-funded student loans. So you got to demonstrate financial need with those uh, those private loans. Uh, you know, the they, they may not offer forgiveness programs. In fact, most of the time they don't. Uh, the student, the federal loans. This is a big one. Uh, federal loans are forgiven at death, whereas private loans most likely are not, depending on you know the terms and all those other things. So, and, and, you know, lastly, a lot of the private loans require repayment while you're working. So, I I mean, if this picture isn't already making sense to you, here's the gist of it. The second biggest debt, amount of debt in the country is student loan debt. Well, the government will essentially loan that money to just about anybody with restrictions on the dollar amount and things like that. In some cases, they're going to pay for the interest on it, and you can take that money out and and end up having a degree that's worth literally nothing. There are a lot of bad college degrees out there. That doesn't qualify, a college degree alone does not qualify you for a job, right? You can't qualify to work for $25 an hour as a finance analyst with a liberal arts degree, can you? No, you can't. So this student loan problem is bigger than just the fact that the interest rates aren't great, And, you know, they're not forgivable on bankruptcy, which didn't mention, by the way, you go bankrupt, student loans are still there in almost all circumstances. So you essentially have an unforgivable debt, other than death, right? And in some cases, not even death, that you have this unforgivable debt, and it's not worth anything unless you happen to get the correct degree. So I'm not saying I'm not knocking college on this. Our student loan system is just quite frankly broken. And I'm not a person that says that we should all have free college. I, I don't believe in that. Nothing in life is for free. You're going to end up paying for that in one way or another. But I do think we got to fix this a little bit. It just seems like to give a a, a, a blank check for let's just say ten thousand dollars to an eighteen year old who doesn't fully know what they want to do yet to go to college for three days a week, party four days a week, and have access to their phenomenal gym facility at the university that has a $2 billion endowment seems a little asinine, right? But I digress. Student loans are a problem. We know it's a problem. So let's talk about getting out of them. So you, what I, what I end up seeing a lot with clients, younger clients, uh, even ones that are making good money, is you have these direct uh, and indirect subsidized loans and unsubsidized loans. And when you have those loans, Often it's a bunch of tiny ones. So instead of having a payment of four hundred dollars a month, you have thirteen payments of eighteen dollars a month, fifteen dollars a month, fourteen dollars a month, all at very different interest rates. Right? I know when my wife graduated and I I I married into some student loan debt. Some of her loans were at three point eight percent interest, and some of them were all the way up to six point eight percent interest. So here's what I did: I took the smallest one that was at six point eight percent interest and focused all our extra payments on that. And then when that loan was paid off, I took all of the, the amount that we're paying on that, let's just say it was 150 a month, and I just started applying that $150 a month to the next smallest loan that was 6.8% interest a month and so on. It just kept knocking out the smaller loans at the higher interest rates. So go for the higher interest rates, one and start knocking them down. That is if you're able to pay extra. If you're not able to pay extra or barely making your payments, consider consolidation. So the federal government allows you to consolidate federal loans. Uh, now, what you're going to end up getting is a weighted average of the interest rate of all your other loans. So it's not going to save you any interest. But what they allow you to do is amortize the loan, which means if you're supposed to pay it off in five years, maybe they let you amortize. Am, am more at, this is how you know I've had too much beer. Amortize the loan over 15 or 20 years, which lowers your payment, lowers your obligation to that, but you still end up paying the same amounts of, of principal back, and likely you're paying more interest because you're paying it over a longer period of time, but your interest rate is the same. Now, you can also look at a private route for consolidation. Now, there's, there's providers out there that, if you've graduated, you do have a good income, in your field and your degree has been worth money, then what you can do is go to these private lenders and a lot of times they're gonna give you a more competitive interest rate, but you need to be extremely careful about the terms. For instance, some of them are not forgivable when you die. That's a little bit of a problem, but here's the deal. If it's gonna save you $100 a month in interest, buy a $20 a month life insurance policy to cover the loans if you die, right? So the obligation is not stuck to somebody, you still end up ahead. Look at the term as far as, is the interest rate variable? Because on the federal loans, the interest rate is fixed. Just remember that. So a variable interest rate, they could be chalking that up on you over time. So think about that. The other thing that you got to think about is what the payment structure is going to look like. So if you're consolidating and you're you're maybe, even if you're earning a high income, maybe you're struggling to make that payment, maybe you want to amortize it over a longer term. If you're not, amortize it over a shorter term or better yet don't consolidate them if you're if you're able to pay extra just knock out the high interest ones first so these are a couple things to think about i honestly i have a major issue with the student loan system as the way that it is right now, I think we give out the money too easily. I know I remember when uh, I was working at the bar in college and student loan checks would hit, and those were would be our busiest nights because kids would have disposable income because not all student loans have to be spent directly on the education expenses, which is a problem in and of itself. So if you're a parent, think about some of these things as, as you're getting closer to sending your kids away to college. If you have student loans and you're repaying them now, I get it. It sucks. I've been there. Uh, but the, the fact of the matter is you just got to focus on paying them down and uh, get rid of, getting rid of that debt sooner than you can. But that's this week's episode of Prosperity by the Pine. Be sure to get in touch with me. Send me a message on Facebook and follow us on Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you listen, that's where we are. Cheers.